Welcome to the Sterling Foursquare Church Podcast. Our mission is to offer hope for the broken, lives that are thriving, the equipping of believers, and the launching of leaders. More info can be found at sterlingfoursquare.com. Thank you for joining us today. You know, we're talking about Jesus and who Jesus is. Uh, it's kind of our four fundamental uh, foundation pillars of our denomination, who Jesus is. He's, he's the Savior, He's the Baptizer, He's a Healer, He's the Coming King. And this really tells us more than just something foundational or something that, that uh, a denomination is built on or a belief system is built on. It's a promise. They are promises to us. Jesus is these things. And uh, we can walk in new life and uh, in these uh, four... Wonderful things. If you're joining us online this morning, I, I, I just want to recognize you this morning. Enter in. I, I hope you felt the Lord as we did baptism. I hope, I hope you felt his presence today. Just a little background about myself. Um, real short. When I was nine years old, actually when I was really young, from a very young age, I believed that God could heal anything. I believe that prayer worked no matter what. If I prayed to God, He was going to answer my prayer. I had seen my parents pray. I had seen my grandparents pray. I had been in church where people prayed for healing, for deliverance. As a matter of fact, my dad prayed for me yesterday. He's still doing it, and I, and I appreciate that. So, I'm nine years old. My best friend Greg and I we did everything together. And I don't know if you know, uh, if you have kids or not, but we always were jockeying. Sunday morning, we got to church and saying, whose house could we go over to that afternoon? And it was always, it, it was always this thing that we'd go to our parents, hey, can Greg come over to, to our house today? You know, or, or can I go over to Greg's house? And we were always trying to maneuver ourselves into getting over to our friend's house Sunday afternoon because we just loved to be together. I really like going to Greg's house. Greg had a mini bike. You guys know what a mini, you older people are laughing, you know what it is. A mini bike was a real uh, a tame term for a small motorcycle, right? Uh, it really wasn't that powerful, a little thing. But Greg had one. And when I got to go to Greg's house, we rode his mini bike all afternoon. And uh, we had fun. Uh, his dad had the patience of Job, however, this mini bike did not always run correctly. And instead of taking a nap, Greg's dad had to come out and get the mini bike running for us. But as soon as we were off on our way, he took off not to be seen again. And invariably, the mini bike would stop and it would quit. And Greg and I, we grew up in church, we believed in the power of prayer. And we'd seen it demonstrated. We'd seen it with our own eyes. People laying hands on other people and they were healed. And you know what we did? We did the only thing we knew to do. We laid hands on the minibike. <laughs> Both of us. And this is a true story. In the name of Jesus, be healed! I'm not lying to you. That thing started every time. <laughs> it did. 
And you know, you might sit back and say, well, that's really not very spiritual, Cameron. That's not really, that's not really the intention, I don't think. But you know what? God saw two nine-year-old boys that believed in prayer, and he honored our prayers, as silly as it may have seemed. But as life continued for Greg and I, we prayed for other people. We prayed for one another. In youth group, we grew up together. He was best man at my wedding. We believed in, in prayer and that prayer was effective and, and people could be healed. And there's a little bit of faith that was built standing next to that mini bike. You know, we do that here too. Our kids pray for one another. I don't know if you know that, but up, just upstairs in Power Connection, our kids are taught the power of prayer and the power of healing, and they lay hands on one another. They pray for one another. Our little kids have faith that God can heal. I think that's amazing. So I'll just ask a question. How many of you in this place have been healed by God, by supernatural power? Raise your hand. Look around. Just look around. You can't see. There's a lot of hands in the air. God has done incredible things in this place. He's healed many of you. He has healed people back at the prayer station very recently. There have been people healed of cancer, other diseases. Uh, there have been people who had no good news and were healed. Right here. I love that song. Healing is coming in this place. And um, it's true. God wants to heal today. And you know, a lot of times it's easier to pray for someone else's healing. It's easier to say, well, I have faith for you, but I don't necessarily have faith for me. I don't know that God really can do that, but it's for everyone. God's healing is for everyone. It's for you today. And so to kind of understand what divine healing is that God can only bring, we're going to look into what the Scripture says. That's the most powerful thing that I know to explain it today. So if you get out your Bibles, we're going to go into the Word this morning. Father, we thank You God, for your presence among us. Lord, for the words that you've already spoken to us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would bless your word as it penetrates our hearts today. God, and not just to penetrate, but to change us, Lord Jesus. Open our eyes, open our hearts to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you turn to 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, kind of want to talk about our bodies, our physical bodies, and the importance they are to God. You know, a lot of times as Christians we say, well, you know, it, it's a spiritual thing. God cares more about the, the spiritual side of me, and He does. But He cares about your body too. And, and Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Your bodies are significant. Your body is important to God. Important enough that He lets the Holy Spirit dwell in you. If your body wasn't wasn't in, uh, in a condition to share, or to, to pray, or to heal, 
Your body's not doing what God has called you to do with your body. First chapter of Genesis in the story of creation, God says, let us make man in our image. So God made us in his image, not just a spiritual image, but a physical as well. Not that our bodies are like God, they're not exactly like God, but in his image. The body is important as well as the spirit. Romans 12.1, turn to that this morning. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It's evident that God cares about our body. He has an interest in our health, in our entire being. And caring about our body, the condition of it affects our spirit as well. And you know this. Who's had the flu before? You're throwing up, 102 fever, you thought you were going to die. You thought about the things that you did two days ago and said, there's no way I could have ever done that. There's no way I could even get up and walk to the door. There's no way I could go out and do chores. There's no way I could do anything. I am just about to die. The condition of your body has affected your spirit. How about men, ladies, you know, with colds, right? You know what I'm talking about. We're pathetic. I'll, I'll take it, guys. A couple weeks ago, I had a, a, actually two root canals. I went to the dentist. I don't, I don't, I don't have teeth problems. It's not something I have. Four or five cavities in my entire life. Dentist comes back and says, well, we're going to do two root canals and two crowns. It's like, what? Me? Are you sure you're not mixed up with somebody else? Sure enough. And I was a big baby for a couple days because I couldn't eat some things with my temporary caps. I was a big baby. You can ask my wife. It was soup, yogurt, soup, yogurt. <laughs> it, was, it was not good. But coming away from the dentist, I did give glory to God for modern dentistry and Novocaine. Um, it was, uh, thank you. If you had a root canal 50 years ago, you are, you're tough. That's all I got to say. So the, the condition of our body affects our spirit. If you're healthy, you'll be cheerful. If you're sick, you can be depressed or sad. If you hear good news, it's exhilaration. You remember when they had free pie at Village Inn? And you guys, some of you would lay around moping all day. And you heard the good news. Somebody said, hey, it's Wednesday. There's free pie at Village Inn. And suddenly, you are a new person running to Village Inn to get your free pie. Well, good news can bring exhilaration. Sad news can bring fatigue. I think we've experienced this in our, in our world. The sad news that we've heard recently and over the last couple of years brings it, it wears us down. It, it, it burdens our body. So they're, they're tied together. You know, we live in a sick, diseased world. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, you're not paying attention. Our world is sick, diseased. And the sickness is a result of sin. Plain and simple. There's no other way to say it. 
It's a result of sin. But i got to clarify something for you. I don't want you to get confused. Just because you're sick, or just because you've been sick, doesn't necessarily mean that you are sinning. But you live in a, in a, in a sinful world. Now, there are things that we do to ourselves that can cause us sin. If, we, if we're unforgiving, continually unforgiving, if we're continually angry, we have hatred in our hearts, we have fear, guilt, those things can lead to sickness. They can. I've seen it. And so since sickness has a spiritual component to it, divine healing is the remedy. The healing that only comes from God is the only solution. You know, we've tried so many things to get rid of sickness. We want to live forever. We've tried so many things. There's only one answer. That's the healing that God brings. Turn to Exodus. Well, actually don't turn to Exodus. In Exodus 15, the Israelites are entering into the promised land. And they've only been in, uh, not in the promised land, they're entering into the desert. That's 40 years later. They're entering into the desert, and they've only been in there a few days. And they're still trying to figure, who, who is this God that we're following? Who, who are you? And God in, in Exodus 15.26 says, I am the Lord who heals you. It's an I am statement. The word Yahweh, I am the Lord. Jehovah Rapha, who heals you. And he declared to Israel that he was the God who brought healing. They were wondering what kind of God is. We've served many gods in Egypt. And now there's just one God. I am fill in the blank. What's your need? So God revealed himself to Israel. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you don't know that verse, it's on the wall back there. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed the Israelites. He can heal you today. That's what he does. So in regard to divine healing, there are three things that I just kind of want to point out about God. The first one is that God is able. God is able. And how do we know this? We just blindly follow. God declares in Genesis that He is our healer. He just said that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Scripture records many examples of Jesus' healing. We're going to talk about a few today. There are a lot. There are a lot of instances where Jesus healed, where God's power was on display. Even you here today have seen healing. I have seen healing. I have seen someone who was completely blind, prayed for, could see. I've seen people who could not walk, who got up and walked. I've seen it with my own eyes. 
but we still have to have faith that God can do what he says he can do. James 5.15. Now James, I love the book of James. I thought about James. When I get to heaven, I want to meet Jesus. I don't know that I want to meet James. <laughs> James is so direct. He might come up to me and say, oh, you could have done so much better, Cameron. I, I feel that he, would have, that he would say that, but... But I love his directness. I love, I love James. It's a great, uh, great writing. James 5.15 And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. So we have to have faith. There was a woman in Mark chapter 5, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. She'd spent everything she had All her money she'd given up to be healed. She'd been to all the doctors. She'd tried everything. And she was so desperate for healing. And one day Jesus was was coming through town and she heard about it. And she knew what Jesus had done. She'd heard the word. Maybe she'd even seen Jesus heal someone. And she pressed through the crowd and she touched just Jesus' garment. She said, if, if only I can just touch his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus knew that somebody had touched him. And he said, he asked who touched him, and she said, it was me. And he said, well, daughter, your faith has healed you. Great faith that she had. There was a, a story of a Roman centurion who had a servant who was sick, and he, he came to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, my servant's sick, but if you just say the word, my servant will be healed. And he was. That was great faith. So we also have to have faith that God will do what he says, he promises that he will do, and heal us. So the first thing, is God able He's able. Second thing, is God willing? That's the second thing we have to consider in healing. Is it God's will to heal me? Is that a question you've asked before? In Luke chapter 5, there's a story of a leper, verses 12 and 13. A leper that came to Jesus His skin, leprosy is a disease of the skin. It's very contagious. Um, I suppose it still exists, but maybe we don't. Maybe we have medicine for it, I hope, right? Aren't you hoping that too? Um, So Luke 5, 12 and 13 says, While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man. I am willing. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. I've done this before. I'm going to raise my hand first. I have, I have said prayers that went something like this. God, heal me or heal so-and-so if it's your will. 
And when I pray that way, it's possible that I may be accepting circumstances that are not part of God's plan. In a way, I cripple my prayer. I handicap my prayer because I don't understand, God, I don't understand God's will as it relates to healing. You know, sometimes as Christians, we assume it's our lot in life to face misery, disappointment, uh, sickness, sadness, brokenness, because I don't know why. Why do we do that? We live in a state of disrepair. Maybe we think it's more important for someone else to be healed because I'm saved and I'm going to heaven even if my body's just about done. I'm not going to pray for healing. But you know what? There's good news today. There's good news for you today. There's good news for me. God is willing to heal me. My healing has already been purchased. It's a done deal. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to strive for that. You just have to ask and receive healing. It was promised a long time ago. When Jesus went to the cross, He died. He was beaten. He died for our sins and for our healing. And it's important that we understand that. And when we say that, and when we think about that, we know that God will heal. It was His plan from the beginning that we walk in wholeness and healing. So, yes, God is able, and God is willing to heal. The third question that, we, that I'm going to propose to you, are you ready? Are you ready to be healed? Have you, have you taken the steps that you need to? Do you have the faith? Do you understand what God can do? Are you ready for the healing and then what comes next? In the book of Mark, chapter 5, the story is verses 1 through 20. This is a crazy story. About This is crazy healing. Unbelievable. There's a man who's demon-possessed, okay? And it's not just by one, it's by a legion, which means many. A lot of demons are inside this guy. And he lived among the tombs. Kind of creepy. They tried to chain him up, and he broke the chains. He cut himself. He cried out day and night. This guy was a wreck. And Jesus came and he healed him. Physically, spiritually, mentally. You know, a lot of, if you know this story, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the pigs, right? Because this is where Jesus said, uh, where shall I send you, Legion? I'm gonna, I'm, you're getting out of this guy. Where do you want to go? He said, well, send us over in that herd of pigs over there. And Jesus did. He sent them in the pigs and they ran off the cliff and drowned. Which is, which is great if you're Jewish. You don't eat pork, right? No big deal. But the Gentiles that were there were like, there goes our bacon, right? 
I think that's what we would say. Um, But the thing was that he was healed completely. He was healed in every facet of of his being. Verse 15 says, When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. So here's a man who had been demon-possessed, who had destroyed himself, his body, his mind, and he was dressed. Did I mention before that he was also naked running around the tombs? I didn't, did I? And now he's dressed. He looks like a normal person. And he had received a complete healing, a divine healing from God. And you know, that's not where the story ends, though, for this demon-possessed man. That wasn't all that, that Jesus had done for him or required from him. Verses 18 and 19 says, As Jesus was getting into the boat, The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him, but Jesus didn't let him. He said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man was to go back and tell what had happened to him. And when you and I are healed, it's not simply just to heal our body. It's not simply just uh, for our own benefit. But when we are healed, we are to tell others about what God has done. And I know it builds faith in others. It builds faith in uh, as we gather together when we hear of someone else who has been healed. So we must do something. We have to be ready not only for the healing, but to go out and tell others. And there's a danger if we don't. If we sit in the place where Jesus healed us, and we sit there, there's a a danger that our sickness, that our brokenness, will revisit and come back. There's a danger that we won't move forward if if we don't give glory to God, if we don't thank Him for our healing, if we don't tell others if we don't move forward in the things of God, if we don't get into His Word, if we don't fellowship with other believers, we stand a danger of getting right back into it. And then our healing is for nothing. Our healing is for naught. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. And you guys can just stay seated just for a few minutes. I'd venture to say that most of us need some type of healing today. I could use healing. Maybe you need healing in your body. Maybe you need healing in your mind or your spirit. Maybe you need the best healing, salvation. Maybe you need all three. Who knows? We're broken. We're broken people. Without Christ, without our healer, 
And maybe you've prayed for healing. Maybe as a, a Christian, you've prayed for healing. But you really haven't understood that it's God's, uh, that God's will is that you are healed. Maybe you've, maybe you've put those qualifiers in there. If it's your will, God, when we know it is His will that we're healed. So wherever you find yourself today, if you want to experience divine healing and the power of God that Jesus gives, you have to be ready to do something. Just like the woman who pressed through the crowd to touch Jesus, she did something. Just like the man who was healed of a demon possession, he went and told his family what God had done. Just like every person who Jesus healed, he said, get up, walk. Go and sin no more. Go do something. If you close your eyes this morning, just so that you can focus on what God would say to you today as he speaks to us about the healing in our lives. God, speak to us. May we hear your voice. If you need healing today, and whatever, whatever, your body, your spirit, your salvation, I'm going to ask you to do something bold today. I'm going to ask you to be bold like the woman in the crowd. And I want to ask you to stand up this morning. If you are in need of a healing, I want you to stand in this place. Take a step. Move towards Jesus today. And as you stand this morning, I just want you to reach out your hands. You can do it however you want. Hold them in front of you. You can reach out. I don't care. Jesus knows. Just reach out. As if you're reaching out to receive the healing that Jesus has promised. The, the, the gift that Jesus gives of healing. God, we receive it right now. God, You've done the work. You have made the promise. God, You have done what You said You would do. You have given us healing, God, and we accept it, Lord Jesus. We accept it. God, and not only do we accept it, but we are going to move from our place of sickness, our place of brokenness, God. We're going to tell others, God, we're going to grow close to you. We're going to look to you, Jesus, for our ultimate healing. Lord, you see those here, God, who need your touch. They need your healing, mighty, powerful touch today. And God, we know that you're able. You say so in your word. God, we, many of us have seen and we've heard and we've witnessed the miracles that you've done in our own lives and in others around us, God. And Lord, we know you're willing. You willingly took up a cross and you went up that hill and you died for us. You gave us salvation. And you gave us healing for our body. 
Father, we accept this gift. We're willing to move from our brokenness into health. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand this morning. Let's just thank Him for what He's done in this place. Father, we just thank You for Your healing touch. We just thank You, God, that You are able. Lord, You are willing. God, we're ready. We're ready to move forward in Your healing and the power that You've shown. In Jesus' name. God, we praise Your name. God, You're so good. Amen. We've got some action steps this morning. If you need healing, by faith, receive it. And I won't, if you want to go to the prayer corner this morning after church, I'm sure they won't mind hanging around for a while, right? If you need a healing, pray with someone today. Second one, read James 5.15. Make it your prayer for the week. Great verse. And the third one, share your story of healing, whether it was 50 years ago or today. Share your story of healing with someone this week.